Hi guys, welcome to Drama Rookies. We are your hosts Evita, Ahana and Svetlana. Take a break with us as we review your favorite K-dramas and discuss more about K-culture. Do follow us on Instagram at Drama Rookies for more updates on upcoming episodes and tell us which drama would you like to be reviewed next. Guys, after so much discussion, so much deliberation, we're finally here. Our first podcast. How do you guys feel about it? So happy. And what's more exciting is we are going to start with one of the biggest dramas of 2020, Itaewon Class. Based on a webtoon of the same name, Itaewon Class is an underdog revenge epic set against the backdrop of the food and beverage industry in Seoul. with an ensemble cast to say the least that includes Park Seo-joon, Kwon Nara, Ahn Bo-hyun and newcomer Kim Dae-mi along with a whole lot of other great talented performers this is a 16 episode drama series the story follows ex-convict Park Seo-roi whose life is turned upside down after he is expelled from school for punching the rich Sheol school bully Jung Won-woo and after that it gets worse guys his father is killed in a hit and run accident and with none other than jung wanu behind the wheel jung wanu's father president jung who is basically the owner of janga ko which is a huge chain of bars and restaurants orchestrating all the misfortune that befalls seroi things go from bad to worse and seroi is convicted for assault with vengeance in his heart and a plan in place seroi returns from prison to set up his own little restaurant Danba and now with his hand picked eclectic team of high school dropouts ex cons social misfits our very own david takes on goliath guys what a premise anyway since we've all seen the show let's discuss one of the main themes here which is you know from what we heard also the chebol versus common man theme so before we get into it let's ask our in house korean encyclopedia evita what exactly is a chebol at your service uh chebol is a term that is used for children who come from rich conglomerate families you know and chebols are such recurring characters or you know the it's such a big part of k dramas what do you have to say about that sadlana so the fact that this is a chebol versus a commoner story is not new right i mean we have seen this in the past as well but the only thing here that was bright and refreshing was the fact that this was no love story or this was no family member putting the other one down this was rather two individuals who were headstrong and who knew what they wanted in life and at the end of the day i mean everyone wants to survive and both of them were doing whatever they can to survive in the race of you know of the fittest Is that what you think about the Janga president and Seroi? <laughs> I I could see black and white here, honestly. This face-off between the two characters is quite interesting because you know it's not it's not treated in the usual way. You know the whole revenge story where there's usually a lot of violence and it's like a it's like a usual face-off between good and evil. This is actually a bloodless revenge story. It it has more to yeah. do with the rise of Park Se Roy out of nothing instead of him against the Janga president, which is of course an important theme, but it's tackled in a very you know different way here. I don't feel anybody is right or wrong here. Everybody is justified in their actions and in whatever way they are trying to get their way to the top. Because at the end of the day, they just want to do what's good for them. You know, I really want to bring this fun fact here, and I'm diverting a bit. You know, while we're talking about the revenge. Dan Bam, which is the name of the pub that Seroi runs, 
it actually means sweet night in Korean. And it's a callback to this lovely scene between Serui and his dad, where they're talking about all the misfortune that has come their way. And Serui's appa says that no matter how tiring the day is, nights are always sweeter after a shot of soju. And that's kind of why Serui, you know, names his pub Dhanbam, which means sweet night. Also in relation with Serui's hair, guys, can we find that out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Dhanbam, it's so interesting Solana brings that up because Dhanbam also means chestnut. And if you see Park uh, Soju's haircut, it's like a chestnut. So I don't know if that was something that the writers This is so true. This is a crazy <laughs> observation, Evita. This is hilarious. When I was watching the show, one of the things that was so interesting was that you have Park Seroi and President Jung, you know, uh, personifying good and evil respectively, and they are at two ends of a spectrum. Every other character in the show falls in between. And you have Osua, uh, who is played by the incredible Kwan Nara. She is the midpoint, I would say, in the show. What I really liked about Osua's character was that I feel like she's the most realistic character in the drama. You know, she her motivations were not just driven by her own self-interest, but you have to take into account her upbringing and all that she has gone through. You know, you have Serui's idealism, which is so attractive. And as an audience member, you want to root for the underdog. I obviously, you know, as an audience would not want to root for her because she doesn't represent the good versus evil in a way yeah. but if we are all suas in our lives we make uncomfortable decisions and i really really loved her character well said we are all suas somewhere in yeah. complete contrast to that we have our other female lead joey so hmm. she is the most unusual female lead i've seen so far you know uh especially her introduction really you know uh set a tone for her character She's quite the headstrong character. She is a profit. She's profit motivated, as we saw. This is actually an interesting fact, you know, interesting point to point out that she is not that different from the show's villain, President Jung. They are quite alike in their, you know, approach of being profit motivated, cutting out anyone who is unnecessary, unrequired. They are very different from Seroy. But yet again, we saw. That a character, even though the characters were so similar due to their different positions and places in their lives in the drama, they fall at such a different uh, place on that spectrum you were pointing out. So in that aspect, we have to note that this female lead, not only is she different from all the other K-drama female leads put together, might I add, but she also is very similar to our show villain, which is so unusual. Usually it's always black and white but here of course we are you know going through a range of characters in the gray but then again we have to talk about how her character development takes place throughout the show like it fell back into the black hole where uh, the typical drama point of view wherein people are falling in love there's a romance angle and the main plot point of the story was forgotten you have this character that's so perfect in your eyes and you know there's nothing wrong that can go with her but then comes the seventh episode curse which just takes everything with it and ruins the entire plot evita would you mind explaining to our listeners the seventh episode curse so to preface this for our listeners the seventh episode curse is something that the three of us feel is a commonality in a lot of k dramas where unlike 
American shows, a lot of Western kind of um, TV series, the first episode pilot format is not something that is followed in K-dramas. You usually take around like five to six episodes just to set the story, just to introduce characters, just to introduce literally the surroundings and the place. And the plot really picks up like after the seventh, the eighth episode. With this drama, it kind of happens that till episode seven, it's so engaging. You're hooked. Everything is going at a breakneck speed. And it's kind of like the writers were like, okay, now we're really tired. Let's just uh, unravel this entire thing. on. Go, our go, back, to go back to the days. old days. And that's what happens. Like this uh, drama suffers in the episode seven curse because motivation and everything just checks out of the window. But honestly, guys, we have to give credit where credit's due. You know, this drama has made headway into a lot of spaces that have honestly never been explored in K-dramas. Uh, yeah. So we have, our first LGBTQ character here, Kiani. We have to discuss that. That is a favorite of Evita's. You know, in the initial episodes, they were very ambiguous with the kind of pronouns that uh, were being used towards her. And when the revelation does come that she is a trans character, you know, it was very surprising. And you know, it was very surprising knowing that, uh, knowing the kind of pressure that the LGBT community does face in Korea. So I guess I will give a nod for the fact that they decided to include an LGBT character when they could have easily just had a straight character. I will have to let go of the fact that, yes, Hyani's uh, character is played by a cisgender actor. But baby step, the fact that we have representation, I am so, so happy about. The another representation that we have to have to talk about, guys, is the first ever POC character, Chris Leon. We don't usually see people getting a main lead role in dramas, but this guy was even present in the trailer. He had a story of his own. To give him that much credit, it takes a lot. And I think this drama definitely set uh, levels for that. Agreed. You know, with characters like Hyani and Tony, played by Chris Leon, that really sets apart Seroy as a character, honestly. You know, because Seroy is the kind of character who is willing to accept everyone for whoever they are it's so unusual usually we don't explore something like this with you know k-drama leads they are they always have this simple single track either of romance or revenge or whatever it is here we see him accepting people from different walks of life different preferences it doesn't matter to him he's actually willing to uh, willing to personify Itaewon in a way, you know, because Itaewon itself is a place which is willing to accept people from different cultures, different identities. Hmm, that's actually so true. You know, when I was reading a little bit about Itaewon, Itaewon is a district in Seoul where it, they house many expats and it used to be the space for where uh, the American army would stay. And, you know, because of that, there is a lot of, it's a melting pot of culture in many ways. So when you're, I guess, telling a story about Itaewon, not having POC representation, not having LGBT representation is going to do the story injustice. And you can see that they have tried to capture the kind of um, diversity of Itaewon through the direction, through the set design, through, you know, the BGM, the OST. I think on a technical, you know, wise for a lot of the BMM students out there, the way that they have filmed, you know, Itaewon class, like I've loved K-drama for these like, um, you know, these like zoomed in 
you know um you yeah. know shots where everything and like the background is this entire bokeh effect and you can see the actors their tears and their emotions and you know it's just beautiful because when you're watching itaewon class you feel like you're in itaewon they have these montages you know of the lanes and the city the entire the entirety of seoul in a way and isn't that part of the charm you know you guys that it's so immersive that you feel you feel connected to a lot of k dramas because you are so familiar with the setting now that your every shot has been established that you stay here these are the people and i think that's something that's missing in when we look at like our indian dramas i mean i've always had an issue with how the bgm is always so loud and you oh. know we spend so much oh, time just cut 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 there's so much of edit that happens i feel when we talk about etevon mumbai very much represents ah. the spirit of etevon it exactly portrays you know people come from different cities they come to achieve their dreams they come to study or they come to find their identity i think etevon and mumbai are so similar in that such a lovely thought now that you say that you know sudlana also i feel every time there is a bgm or an ost played in etevon class i feel like i'm walking the streets of mumbai and it's just playing in the background and no agreed sadlana honestly i wish that opening track of etevon class was the ost of my life well, but on a more I serious mean. note all that you've described about etevon and you know this uh, drama taking us through the landscape of etevon as a district as uh, as beautiful as it is it would not have left us with the same feeling that it did because there was such beautiful osts playing behind oh my god honestly mm-hmm. that these osts were the perfect beat for it they want each emotion of the scene portrayed perfectly through these you know there was actually a huge uh, album of osts not the usual i think eight osts is the usual number i think this one had yeah, it is so Definitely, the show uh, had a very long OST album. I think the longest would probably be Goblin or Scarlet Heart Rio, and I guess they have really, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the kind of music they want to use for the show, the way that they've edited the episodes, the way that they have, you know, gone from the title sequences to these, you know, select montages. It's almost like a love letter to Itaewon, you know, by the end of it. The Itaewon class is definitely a drama I would recommend as. You know, if you are new to K dramas and you want to understand why there are people who are so crazy over it, Ethan One Class is a good step into that because I think it's very internationally friendly in terms of how much of the culture, Korean culture, is introduced. But it also gives you an understanding of the potential of K dramas, like why there are people that are so into it. For sure, like us. So- Yeah, like us. No, this is a great yeah. way for anyone to begin watching K drama. They definitely enjoy it. So, guys, now we come to our last segment. I want to know final thoughts. Are we going to take Itaewon class or are we going to not take Itaewon class? So, Ahana, you tell me. Okay, as for me, I am taking this class for sure. I understand the reservations you all might have about it but I have to say I have to give it credit for the baby steps it's taken in the right direction and I definitely want to see drama land grow and you know incorporate more of such stories so full marks for uh, all the baby steps full marks for being the perfect beginner and segue into this variety of drama okay What? and Svetlana 
guys i agree these were baby steps but i feel like by the end of it it turned into a teenage rebel story where the storyline just went down the drain and i could not i don't think i'll be taking this class with oh, you oh no wait that that leaves me to decide oh gosh okay um okay so without further ado i have to say that i'm going to go with ahana Bye, Swadlana. <laughs> I'll see you all in the break, guys. I mean, let's see what we decide on in the next oh drama. Oh my gosh! In my defense, while I do, um, you know, agree with Swadlana that the story did take a turn for the worse, and it had so much potential at the start. It's kind of like those classes you take, you know, in college where. you know they start off really well and you're super pumped you're super excited by the end of the semester the teachers disinterested and everyone's like dating in class and you're the only single person there so <laughs> you know i do understand you know that frustration but like ahana said it's baby steps and i want to support that Okay thank you so much guys for joining us on our first ever episode of Drama Rookies I hope you'll join us again for our second episode and we have a lot of fun stuff planned for you so do follow us on our Instagram and I hope to see you all next Thursday